Yo. Emmanuel, what's up, bro? How you doing, big dog? I'm doing good. The link wasn't working at first, but it, it came through. I'm glad you're here. Is you right? <laughs> uh, I went to your Vimeo. Like, I type out your name, and you got yeah. videos, my brother. Uh, videos? You got videos. Oh, yeah. I got my whole journey from uh, from uh, post-college until I got famous. Before I got a whole, like, uh, vlog. Like, yeah. And we the first generation. We the first generation to the to have that. Yeah, it's. I have a Vimeo page, and it's. I didn't do like my first work, but you yeah. can definitely tell like when you first start till now. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I got a started on YouTube. Um, a good, good friend of mine named uh, Eric Duda was this videographer that I got real cool with, and he's the person who taught me how to edit. And when he taught me how to edit, I made it my goal to make a, put out at least two videos every week. Mm -hmm. And so on my YouTube page, if you go to like my YouTube page, it's like Big Mouse TV. That's where I used to put all my, I was making music videos for friends, uh, just recording my day to day. I made a series called Rolling with Big Mouse. Um, I just wanted to one, get better at editing, but also journey my process. Cause I knew I was going like to be like dope. I was Places and so I just wanted to record my journey. And so now, when I'm bored or when I'm feeling down or just the past time, I go back and I can look at man stuff from 2010, 2011, 2015, 2017. What was I doing on this date ten years ago? I got that record, and uh, I think that's well, a it, you're jumping over topics I was gonna hit. But <laughs> let me. All right, I just be talking, bro. No, nah, <laughs> that's what I want. And yeah. yeah. So what I'm, the purpose of my show is a lot of people are doing this on Instagram Live. This is dope. Um, Got your so, flower painting behind you. I'm loving it. Thank you. That's the <laughs> Which, okay. the uh, legend, not legend of Korra, but Aang, that's the, that's the avatar before him. I'm a kid and a geek at heart. I don't care. Everybody likes what they like. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm comfortable. Exactly. That's the bottom line. All right, so I was watching a video of you recently, and this girl had the audacity to tell you that your beard looked dusty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you, in quarantine, I know people ain't really keeping themselves up, but what are you doing to keep your beard from looking Man, dusty? I was literally just combing my beard and oiling my beard, bro. I, yeah, shout out to <laughs> Absolutely. Shout out to the combs, bro. Shout out to the combs. Shout out to, and I didn't know that wood combs are better. Oh, I got to get a wood comb then. You, you got to get a wood comb, brother. Yeah, they what, they keep the oil in there or something? They keep the oils in there, and I know mine's broken now, tiny but. After I, after I take it out. So I use, yeah. I use a tea tree oil. I just use tea tree oil and some, um, uh, what is it? Um, not olive oil. Um. Some other kind of oil that my mama got in there. I don't know. Shea, shea butter and almond oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. That works. That works. That works. It's just yeah. this. Kind of keep this maintained. Uh-huh. Up here, though. We getting off topic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a good episode. Um, welcome to another episode of Homegrown, the series. I'm your host, Emmanuel Davis. And I have the pleasure of speaking with a good brother, a director, an actor, a producer, and part-time singer, Mal Schroeder. You've seen him on The Game, Insecure, 
and the quad. You can catch him on his new show starring Chris Jenner on the Quibi app. Miles, welcome to Homegrown Series. Hey, thanks for having me, Manuel. Yeah, man. See, I can't pull the backwards cap. I can't do it, but you can. It's my it's my gangster look. My quarantine gangster look. Yeah, I haven't hit the barber, so I had to do figure it out. I'll this situation up here, it's thick and curly yeah. up here, nothing. It's that's how it goes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, All right, bullet. Means you wise, bro. Huh? Means you wise. Or some other things, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you touched on it earlier, being able to go back and look at your previous work. Do you remember your first shoot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, so I got a crazy, uh, when I started, when I first started acting, I was background. So it was like, a, almost like a glorified extra. And mm -hmm. I was on a show called Necessary Roughness. And when we, we had finished like a long take and the director called a cut or a break. And I went and I sat in the actor's chair, the, the, the lead actor's chairs. <laughs> they were all looking at me like how you were just looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey fam, you gotta go. I said, no, bro. If I wanna sit down, ain't nobody else sitting in this chair because one of the actors wasn't there. I'ma sit, I'ma sit down. I, I deserve it. You know what that's what that was yeah. my mindset. But the lead actor whose um, whose name I'm not gonna mention, but he you can go search him uh, <laughs> on IMDB, but he like had a problem with me sitting in the chair. And I'm like, bro, it's not no hierarchy in human. Like, bro, you can sit wherever I wanna sit. And I mean, looking back on it, that was an asshole thing. But I always told myself that day, I'm like, man, when I get speaking lines and when I'm the lead actor, man, you're not going to be able to tell the difference between me and an extra. And so fast forwarding to like uh, 2013, I had, I had booked my first speaking role on a show called Chicago Fire. And well, they gave me- I remember my, that role. They gave me my trailer and they gave me everything. And I was like, yo, where the extras at? And they put- yeah where the extras at, and so I went, and I had my meal with the extras, and I'm sitting down there talking, sitting at the table talking like I'm an extra. I actually was there with a, a classmate from King. Um, I forget the girl's name, but she was in the class above us, but she was an extra that day. And she's like, man, what are you doing here? I'm like, man, I'm, I'm trying to get on this acting stuff, you know, uh, just coming in, be an extra, you know, doing my thing, eating my meal. And then the, uh, the AD came in and says, Miles, they need you on set. And so everybody's looking like, why they, why him? and so then, the scene, the scene was, you remember my Chicago fire scene was a crowd of people. Yeah. In that, in that crowd of people uh, was all the extras that I was just sitting uh, sitting in the, in, the, in, the, in the room with. And so they came out there, was like, you tricked us. You a real actor, you have to be <laughs> And I, I wanted to commemorate me sitting in that, in that actor's chair. And then I wanted to show extras like, man, it's really not no difference, man, between you and that person that's speaking. Uh, I, I don't really like hierarchies and nothing. And I really don't like authority. I really don't. And so, and so I, I like I like for everybody to govern themselves accordingly. And so that's the that's what I try to put for. You know. That was a good story. Thanks, I was, dude. I have watched. <laughs> never told that story. You never told it. Well, thank you. Thank you yes, for sharing. You it. It. Yeah. I'm gonna put in the title "A Man of the People" as well. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of that role, you had to really get in character to show like frustration and rage. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not a a, a a mean person. I don't really, yeah. I don't really have rage. I mean, I was a football player, and like 
that's what they used to tell me in football. Man, you got to get mean. You got to get mean. But even even throughout my football career, I used to pride myself on beating people's ass with a smile on my face. Like, and I used to get under people's skin so much they'd be trying to intimidate me, growling and shit. And I used to beat. <laughs> I used to say, tell a joke and beat your ass, man. It used to be fun. Like, I think I don't think you have to be aggressive or have aggression in this life, man. If you're living right. So how do you sack somebody and then just smile them, smile at them, and then get up? Hey, hey man, hey, next time do better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that your personality just being a genuine nice person prevents you from being typecasted as goon number one or bust down boy? Oh. <laughs> hey, you so hey, you hilarious. <laughs> You're hilarious. Um, um, I yeah, I haven't I haven't been typecasted yet. I think I mean in, in the beginning of my career, that's all I used to go in for auditions for, Big Goon One, Big Goon Two, and then um, as I switched agencies, like uh, I always, it was my goal to get representation that believed in me more than I believed in myself. That's what I wrote down on my on my on my goal list, you know. Um, um, and my agents now in L.A. They they pitch me for projects that don't that I don't fit that I don't fit the 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 scope. It's not like I, I told. Well, they see it, man. I could be happy. I could be mad. I could be man. It's a, a wide range of uh, characters that I can play, and I'm really grateful that they they trust in my skill set to push me for the roles because for some roles, like they yeah they wrote they write down man this is what we're looking for this is what we want. But it takes a good representation to uh, really fight for you. Hey, man, you need to see this guy. He's actually really talented, even though he doesn't fit your what you're looking for, you know? So you want that broad range of characters. You can be the comedian. You can be the goon, but just don't cast me for the goon all the time. Let yeah. me be an emotional character. Let me be a comedic relief for Chris Jenner. Let me do all of that. Yeah, um, a guy named Sean Blakemore. Uh, he played my coach in the quad. Uh, he like one of my OGs um, in the game. He told me, he was like, man, Miles, uh, each role, let it be different. Don't play the same role twice, you know, or that's how you're going to get stuck there. And so, um, yeah, man, I, I try to switch it up every time. I try to switch it up every time. And luckily, man, my career has, has put me in a wide uh, range of different, different characters to play, to embody. Why acting? Uh, it was kind of forced upon me, man, because I was I was really set on going to the NFL. Like, um, it's 2010 uh, at Morehouse, we had just won like uh, we had like the best team in Morehouse history. First team to go to the uh, playoffs, the uh, NCAA playoffs. Uh, the the guy the year before got drafted to the NFL, and my senior year comes, and the NFL goes on lockout. Right, and so we didn't have a pro day or nothing, and my agent was like, man, go play in the Arena Football League, and then after the Arena Football League ends, hopefully the lockout ends, and then you'll go right to camp. And mm -hmm. so I did what he said. I came, moved back to Chicago from Atlanta, and I signed with the Chicago Rush, uh, the AFL team up here that played as All-State Arena. I played with them for like four weeks, and I lived out in Palestine. And it was torture, bro. We were getting paid like $700 a week, and I just – I just. Uh thinking like, man, I'm supposed to be rich playing football outside of college. Like, this is not it. Like, I don't, 
God, please make something shake. And so I got a random email from a casting director um, that I met a year before mm-hmm. at Morehouse. I was playing football at Morehouse my senior year, and I lived, my house was next to Clark football field. I was walking past Clark Atlanta's football field. They had a bunch of cameras set up on the field. So I went down there and, to inquire about it, and the lady came up to me and said, hey, are you a football player? I'm like, yeah. She was like, well, you guys got five minutes to get dressed. We got to be on the field. I said, no, 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 I'm not with you guys. Production. I play football over at Morehouse. I said, what are you guys doing? She said, oh, I'm sorry, babe. Uh, she said, what are you um, – I was like, uh, what are you guys doing? She's like, we're filming a pilot. I said, what's a pilot? She's like, well, it's what uh, the show, a net, uh, the producer pitches a pilot to the network in order for it to be picked up as a show. So this pilot is called Necessary Roughness, and uh, we're pitching it to USA, and we're filming the first episode right now. And I'm like, oh, dope. Well, can you take my information now? I said, I'm going to the NFL, but when I start playing football, man, I want to be an actor. Correct. And, Lo and behold, a year later, I got an email, probably after a rough day of practice, and she's like, hey, Miles, the network picked up the pilot. Um, I was, in, I want to know if he was interested in being background. I'm like, word? I'm like, well, how much How much are they going to make? And he's like, like, anywhere from like 350 to 500 a day. I'm like, oh, that's hey. Hey, hey, say less. So yeah. like, my agent, my football agent told me, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm done playing in the arena football league until the lockout lift. I'm about to go be an actor. It's like, Miles, are you serious? <laughs> I promise I'm going to be working out and stuff. I'm actually playing a football player, so, man, it'll be perfect. Though. And, uh, I told my family I was going to become an actor, and then I moved back to Atlanta to pursue acting. And after that, I just kept getting opportunities, acting opportunities. And for a while, I was just trying to fight. Like, man, I want to be a football player. But, dang, God, this acting stuff is dope. Like, man, what, God, what should I do? And, man, he just kept leading me in the way of uh, of acting. A funny, Another funny story, like that same year, my senior year, I was uh, my my landlord hit me up and said, hey, Miles, uh, I need you to do me a big favor. A friend of mine producing a play at the Cadillac Theater. I need you to be in it. I said, you need me to be in a play? I think I go to football practice. What? Yeah. Like, man, if you do this, I'll give you half off of rent for two months. I said, man, hey, say less. So I told my coach I had a football project, I mean, a project for school. And I went to the rehearsal, get to the Cadillac Theater. I walk upstairs to the rehearsal, and Robin Givens opened the door. Mm. And she, she looked at me up and down. She said, oh, the possibilities. I said, whoa, Robin Givens, what's up, yo? And so yo. the play was called Church Girls, and uh, it ran for a week in Atlanta. But I had to play her bodyguard, and I, like, carry her down the stage. Uh, I was in a real-life play, and that was, like, my first taste of acting. But it was, like, I, I ignored it, you know? After that week, they was like, man, you need to travel on the road with us. Can you come to the next uh, the next city? I'm like, dang, man, no, I, I play football, you know? Uh, I got to go. I'm in college. But that was, thank you for the opportunity. It was good meeting y'all. Yeah. It was fun, man. Acting's dope. And so a year later, I go become an extra, and. The rest was history. It's amazing how... One more story. Uh, (laughs) Speaking to that, the first thing I got a speaking line for, the name of the Chicago Fire episode was God Has Spoken. Yeah, it don't get more symbolic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I was just going to say, it's amazing how you'll be doing something and thinking that's what you're supposed to be doing. And then lo and behold, it doesn't pan out the way you thought it should pan out. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to give you this. Yeah. I, gave, I gave you a taste when he was in college. 
and it was good to you. You truly enjoyed it, but you was like, nah, I already, I'm comfortable over here. Let me do this. Right. And then a year later, he was like, I'm gonna mess it up a little bit. I'm gonna lower the expectation. You thought you were supposed to get this a day, but you're getting that a month. I'm gonna present you another opportunity. Let me see what you do with it. Exactly. And exactly. and you doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you doing it. Yeah. All man. the possibilities. Exactly, dude. And that's the that's the real and like, man, I, God give me so many confirmations. Like the next confirmation came when I got casted for the quad. Um Man, I took two years off of acting, 2014, 2015 off, just to get healthy, get my health in order. I was training back, training like an uh, athlete, had moved up to Evanston, was going to the gym two times a day, really just, man, grinding it out. And I got a random call from a buddy that had uh, started out acting. He was like, Miles, I just got cast for a show, and they're looking for other guys that can play football players. Uh, man, send your audition to this to Rob Hardy, this uh, producer that made uh, Drumline. And, man, I recorded my audition. I sent it to him. Got casted for it the next day for the Roller Junior on the quad. Went down. I'm like, where, where are we filming at? They said, you filming at Morehouse. I said, wow, you got to be down there next week. I go down yeah. to Morehouse. We First day of filming, we shooting in my locker room, in my shower. We shot a shower scene in the showers. We on the football field. I said, bro, God, you just. You brought me back to where I was comfortable with another opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we we preaching today. Yeah, 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 man. Hey, my my testimony is real, bro. Like, yeah, is... hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's amazing how he'll make it plain. Like, uh, this is what I want you to do, bro. I remember, I remember being on the field. They shooting me, and I'm just going through the going through my choreography, my football choreography, just saying, "Thank God, thanks God, like thanks God." Yeah. Thank you, God. 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 And I remember just saying that over and over again to myself. Like we can hear you saying it in the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is unreal, dude. Like, I'm just so appreciative, man. This is this. It's still the beginning, like, and I've done so much, and I still, I got, I still feel like I got so far to go, you know. Yeah, I, I've read a lot of actors. I know the one of the older actors in Black Panther, that was her first role. She was like Queen mm-hmm. of the Tribes. I, I believe, man, a lot of actors has been in the game for a long time. They asked me my story and about who do I train with. Like, yeah. man, I've never took an acting class. I'm trained with anybody. And they'd be like, man, your journey is so rare, dude. Man, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And I'm like, man, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Do you do you see the growth from working on Game Time and the Quad to working with Chris Jenner this year? Do I see the growth? Yeah, growth in your acting. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just a different level of comfort, man. I'm so comfortable with myself, and like, man, I like so with the Quad. That was the first time I was able to act like nonstop, like. I had to be on there for eight weeks. Every day I'd be on set, like four times a week, acting, really acting. Had to go home, memorize lines. And that was like, man, I was like, welcome to Hollywood for real, you know? Um, and now I'm so I'm so comfortable that, that I blow everybody away. Um, I moved to LA March 1st in 2018. March 5th, I got my first audition. That was for Insecure. I booked Insecure March 11th. So my first weekend in L.A., I booked Insecure. And 
by the end of March, I was on set filming. And the way that those people was responding to me, to my acting ability and my improv ability, my comedic timing, they were like blown away. Like, I mean, I got clips of Easter Ray and Yvonne Orgy um, just going crazy in hysterics over my just me being me, you know? And, and I just be like, y'all crazy. Cause I just be- I was gonna me. say that in all, in your demo reel and all the clips that I've seen you in, you're, you're a larger person, right. but your presence is bigger than that. Even if it's a small role, like people remember your role in Chicago and Five. I, I, I credit that to God, bro. Like I do, a, I spend a lot of time working on myself, meditating. Like, man, I try to be a better person than I was yesterday, every day. So I'm on a streak now, like 10 years streak, bro. So, man, that's the glow that people be seeing. And before yeah. I walk on any set, man, or before I walk in the audition room, before I walk anywhere, I'd be like, God, please let them see the light. <laughs> let them recognize the light, dog, you know? Like, and, and, and the people that don't, and, and the people that don't see the light, it should tell me about them, you know? Tell me and, and they see it before they see you, but before you ever say a word, they be like, there's something different about you. Every I don't time. know what it is for a Robin Givens yeah, to bro. see you and be like, all the possibilities before you said a word. Yeah, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you, you mentioned that you've been from Chicago, Evanston, Atlanta, LA. Is it, do you need to make those moves to get in those certain circles to get those roles? Man, I felt, I, I felt like you did. I thought, I thought that was mandatory, but one of the guys that I mentored, my little nephew, um, his name's Khalil Everett. He's like, he started acting. He was in my movie uh, called Karma. And that was his first project. And then two months later, he got casted for this movie called Beats on Netflix. And it was him starring with Anthony Anderson. And man, he, he blew up and he didn't have to leave Chicago. He's like, I told you, man, I, like, I didn't have to leave Chicago. So now he's a series regular on, uh, on a uh, show on YouTube premium called uh, Cobra Kai. And then uh, he's been on the shy, he's done beat. He got the biggest agency in LA. He got uh, Anthony Anderson's management team and artists first. He's kicking ass and he's over on 43rd Street somewhere, <laughs> you know? But uh, I feel like, I just feel like uh, for me, I, I, I'm i real in tune, like intuition and, and coincidence. Like it's not, I'm real in tune of where I got to be. Like, and, and I'm uh, just real intuitive. So I feel like everywhere I got to be, I, I'm going to be based on my inner voice telling me that's where I got to be. And I get, I mean, like I said, five days in, me moving to LA, I got an audition for Insecure, like the biggest show out. Like that don't happen. That doesn't happen. And a lot of people, I've, I have friends, I have relatives that moved to L.A. for that purpose of mm -hmm. shaking the right hands, bumping yeah. to the people, and they struggle. Oh, because, oh, yeah, it's real. I mean, the Kardashian show that I'm on right now, I was in Chicago when I booked it. I was, it was the day before Christmas I had to send in the audition, and January 2nd I had to be on set. And so, man, it's it's really really about getting in tune with yourself and really tapping in with God and let him order your steps. That's another one of my prayers. God, man, order my steps, please. Like, make sure that I go into right places and I, I had the right mindset to be um, 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 
in tune with your destiny, what you have prepared for me. You know, I got a list of goals that I want, and man, I made it clear, you know what I'm saying? I'm making known, I write it down, and I'm gonna act and take the steps necessary to make those joints come into fruition. I'm in big on manifestation, but God ultimately is in control, you know? Absolutely. Get everything you're supposed to get in the right time, if you really believe it, you know? Use me, Laura, for what you want me to do here. Yeah, 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 this is not my talent. It's this for you. This for the glorification of you. And I'm mm -hmm. a silly guy. I have fun, but that's that's no. been the that's been the the driving force behind my success, bro. Giving it all to God for real. And he'll provide. <laughs> yeah. No, it's always been I've I've seen this. Guys, me and Miles went to high school together, and on a rare occasion, you will hear this angelic voice just singing throughout the hallway, echoing throughout the hallways. I thought he was gonna be a singer at first, you know? Um, but if you watch some of Miles' early work, they always slip in a note or two. Did you plan to sing on some of these shows? Or did they, Man, or did they just say uh, The show I did uh, last summer, uh, what is it, Southside, like, and it have, it didn't even have like can you sing in in the in the audition like i just read the lines from the the second half of the show um and then when they got on set they was like man can any of you sing i'm like i, I actually can right <laughs> or it's like perfect well we need you to sing these lines and i started singing they was like man we might not even have to do adr dude we're just gonna use <laughs> dope bro and i'm like yeah that's crazy god but it's god know my talent you know and that was another instance. Like, dude, how's you, how you? Like, why did you set this up? Now I'm on Comedy Central singing my ass off. Shout out to and you. If, if y'all don't know what I had mentioned it before, his character name is one of the Bust Down Boys, and they're yeah. literally singing about one of their homies. Yeah, one of the homies got uh, had died, and so we were singing at his memorial service. He used to be one of us, the Bust Down Boy. And tell me what your shirt said. I love Bust Downs. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the creators of that show are real funny, dude. Um, Bashir. Um, yeah, they they dope, man. They dope, man. But it speaks to not only your talent as a singer, but also your comedic timing, and that's evident in your new show on Quibi. You're yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it's so funny, man. My agent called me and was like, man, I got this new show with the Kardashians for you, dude. I don't want you to audition for it. You don't have to if you want, if you don't want to, but I think it'll be a good look. I'm like, send me the script. He's like, there is no script. I said, what? He's like, no, nah, you just got to improv. I'm like, oh, say less. This is easy. So I said, <laughs> and it was like, they gave me the scenario. He said, you and Kirby Jenner are shopping for a Chris Jenner birthday party, and you go into a, you take Chris, I mean, you take Kirby into a sauna shop. And you are uh, trying to bargain with the owner. And so I went crazy on audition. And like I, as soon as I sent it off, I knew I got it because uh, it was real good, you know? And it was funny at the end of the episode, and, I, and you said it was improv. I didn't know that. I thought it was still somewhat scripted. Uh, her, The mom's boyfriend bought a sauna that was better <laughs> than the one y'all picked. Yeah. And, and Kirby face was like, right? <laughs> that's that's the funny part about it. 
Like people don't, people won't know, and people don't know what's real, what's what's uh, what's fake. Like they don't know. Like they don't have a clue. I got so many calls. Like, dude, I didn't know you were a bodyguard. When did you? Oh. When were you the Kardashians bodyguard? And that was one of my questions. I'm like, I felt bad, but I just keep. I, I want people to go with it. Like, man, I said, no, I was a, I was a bodyguarding for years, man. Let me know if you need me. <laughs> the, the way, cause when you put on your serious face, right? I would feel comfortable <laughs> walking down the street with you. Like, yeah, I'm with him. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the way they photoshopped it, or I don't even. It's Hollywood. Whatever Hollywood right. magic they put on. Right, it, Hollywood magic, bro. That's they so put awesome. Kirby on the runway <laughs> with his sister. I'm like, he's not a model, is it? Model? Wait, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. That show is <laughs> messing people up. People like, dude, I didn't know the Kardashians had another son, a brother. Miles, I didn't know you were a security. I'm, what? I don't know what to believe. And so made the, the crazy research. part is we were on set the first day. They was like, hey, Miles, what you want your name to be on the show? I said, duh, Miles. <laughs> like, <laughs> so shout out to them for giving me giving me the creative, uh, like, the 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 pass to be be as creative as I needed to be, you know? Do you enjoy improv more than scripted? It's it's a it's a balance because even with scripted stuff, man, I'm gonna throw improv in there, you know, um, and that's what I think makes a good actor knowing where that comedic timing and knowing where to put ad libs at. Um, if you remember my scene from Insecure, like half of that stuff was was improv. Um, that whole when I was like uh, a nigga parched, like uh, that was that was all not written. Um, the fruit, the fruit frenzy stuff, the flavor of it, like, I, so I just, man, I think that's what the coolest thing about acting is, acting, um, uh, you get to, you get to play around so much, man, and whatever sticks, sticks in the, the editing room, but to give the editor so much to choose from, that'd be my goal, you know, make this shit dope. You, you, you let that little man beat you up over, uh, over some weed, brother? Yeah, that was that was scripted, man. That was scripted. Even though even though that dude Kendrick dog, shout out to Kendrick Sampson, bro. He's like on the front lines protesting, like really be in man, man. Yeah. I seen the video him yesterday. Like, we want a new society or else, and we ain't gonna. I'm like, damn. I don't know if I have that in me to be out there. I was in the car with him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Kendrick. Yeah, that's what I be on. <laughs> That yeah, that's good. That's yeah. So I think I had everything I wanted to talk about. <laughs> oh, that's real. But, that was... but but I'm enjoying this, so I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. Um, what's next? What you got working? I, oh, that's what I wanted to touch on too. Is because you have time in as an actor, that's giving you the freedom to start your own projects. Right. And that, how is that? How is that process been? Um, after I did the first season of the quad, I had a little bit of money. And so I'm like, man, uh, um, my roommate on the show, on the show, the quad, uh, Bojan, uh, the white guy, um, he's become one of my closest allies in his acting shit. Uh, when I first moved to LA, I slept on his couch. Um, but he really like opened my eyes to creating my own, you know, he, he comes from a family of creators. His brother's a director, his dad's a writer and a critic and just, 
they got a production company. They have produced so many movies. Um, Jake uh, sold a couple movies to Lifetime. Uh, he's working on a film uh, that was about to premiere in the Dallas Film Festival that he wrote and starred in, uh, starring with George uh, George Lopez. And so when I got over there, he used to be in the room every day for like four hours just writing. I'm like, what you doing in there, bro? I'm, I'm mm -hmm. writing. I'm a writer. And I'm like, dang, dude, you write your own scripts? And he's like, yeah, man, this is one about this. This is another one about this. I'm like, man, I got to get on my game. Acting is bigger than this acting stuff. So, man, he inspired me to start writing. And I wrote this piece. Uh, my first piece was called Karma. And then I came home and invested in cameras and sound equipment and uh, flew a couple actors from L.A. in town. And I shot my first film. And so last year, it, it uh, premiered in a couple of film festivals. Congratulations. In the film, and premiering in LA in the film festival. And um, after, um, last last summer, I, spread, I started filming uh, Karma 2, the sequel to the last going down film. And so I'm right now, I'm editing that. And so it's just, I mean, I'm working on about seven scripts right now. Uh, man, all of them gonna get done. Uh, what I like to do is, I like to uh, link up with other writers or people that, um, hit me up about opportunities, I give them the um, the ability to create with me. Like, oh, you want to do something? Oh, let's work. Let's write. Let's write a movie. And depending on how much work they put in is how much work I'm going to put in, you know? And Correct. so far, so good. Like, uh, remember Miles Miller from A King? Man, me and Miles been working on the script for like seven years, bro. Like, uh, he was a hair in Washington. I, I had just done like... Uh, I had just did uh, Chicago Fire, and he's like, man, I love what you're doing, Miles. I want to get in the film, too. I'm like, go crazy. So he finished his course at Harold Washington and signed up for film school at Columbia. Went to Columbia. I was in his final project, Acting, and when I took my break off Acting, that was the first project I did coming back. And two weeks after I did Miles' film, that's when I got casted for the quad. And I tell him all the time, like, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even have been, the energy wouldn't even, wouldn't have been there, bro. Yeah. You. And so, man, we got this movie we're working on right now called Game Changer, and it's about uh, athletes getting paid. And, man, we we about 116 pages into the script, and as soon as we finish that, man, it's going to take off. Game Changer. Miles Miller and Miles Miles. Miles Stroder. <laughs> Miles Miles. <laughs> double M. A double M production. Right. Uh, nah, it's, it's contagious the your partner on the quad miles just being around those like-minded people who have the same yeah. drive as you yeah pushes you to be like all right i ain't just gonna just be sitting here just being a fan or just right. i'm not i'm really just i'm not gonna be sitting here waiting on hollywood to tell me i'm good enough you know man i mean i went to about 30 auditions last year and i only booked like two things you know and so man you get used to rejection like, that's the biggest thing in Hollywood. Man, you're going to get so many no's, but it takes so many no's to get to that yes. But while you're getting those no's and those yeses, you need to be creating your own so that you don't have to rely on that one day. So you can be Tyler Perry out here one day. Like, that's the ultimate goal. Man, I need a studio in Chicago, right off South Chicago, man, with about 12 sound stages on it, ready. Like, man, for all the productions in Chicago. Exactly, dude. That's what I'm on, bro. Like, that's what I'm grinding for. I'm, I'm gonna pick back up. It it warms my heart that that Chicago is edging up there to be with the LA's, the New Yorks, the Atlantas, 
of just being a hub where actors, where chefs, where artists can go. And thrive. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. We have The Shy, we have Chicago Fire, PD, Med, all of these yeah. shows. It's popping in Chicago, man. It is. And it feels good that it's people not only in front of the camera, but behind the camera that look like you and I. Yep. And that makes me feel good. No, but I, I truly appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me, man. Well, Thank you for the good love- stories. Oh, man, that's my life. My life's a good story, dude. I, I don't have no complaints about anything, dude. I, my life has been a blessing, and I'm real happy and fulfilled. And if I could pass that fulfillment and happiness on to others, i try to, you know. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Man, love you, bro. I'll talk to you soon. Love you too, man.